It's Easton Podcast EP02, and I'm George Tekmachev here in Copenhagen, Denmark at the World Archery Championships with Steve the Big Cat Anderson. We're at the hotel, Steve. We have just finished the final qualification for the teams for the Olympic Games, and uh, there is good news for some countries and tough news for some others. Starting out with, uh, let's see who's qualified here. Yeah, on the recurve women's side, we have Brazil, China, Colombia, Georgia, India, Japan, and Korea, uh, along with Mexico, Russia. Now, those are the teams, those are the countries yes. that have qualified three. All three, three slots. After that, now here are the ones that qualified today with the results. With yes. a single person, or in the case of some of these countries, by finishing in the top eight individually. So countries qualifying one, we have Austria, Germany, Indonesia, Italy, Poland, Chinese Taipei, Ukraine, and USA. Yeah. So who didn't you see on there? France, for example. Did not have a French team. No French team. And that's scary because uh, France is the biggest federation in world archery, uh, the biggest national governing body in world archery. And that's going to be a tough break for them. It's going to put a lot of pressure on them to try to do well at the continental qualifying tournaments. And with countries like France needing to qualify at places like the Nottingham, England, European event, which is the continental qualifying tournament, well, when a big hitter like France shows up, it makes it a lot tougher for the smaller dogs to pick up a spot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of room for everyone else to work. And, um, and maybe this is good news, maybe this is bad news for the, the French team, but the conditions in, in Nottingham probably could be very similar to what we have here. Now, just as we mentioned with the recurve women, here are the teams that have been qualified under the recurve men's categories. These are for full teams. We've got Australia. Now, Brazil is automatically in because they're the host of the next Olympic Games. I think yes. it's important to mention that. People's Republic of China, Spain, Italy, Korea, Netherlands, Chinese Taipei, and the USA all earning full quota slots. Three members will be at the Olympics. And you can bet the United States of America is relieved to have all three men in, but uh, only one woman's slot is qualified right now for the United States. Yeah, they only pulled one woman was Katuna via Lord. Katuna Lorig's yeah. uh, finish individually. However, it, it may not be Katuna who earns that slot. We, we need to clarify that. She earned the... The, the one quota for the U.S., but does not guarantee her a place in the Olympics. Crispin Duenas earned a spot for Canada, so Canada has one slot. Uh, we've got Colombia with Daniel Bettenker having a ninth-place finish, earning one slot there. Florian Calland earned one in the event today, uh, and he did that by taking first place, and he uh, has earned a slot for Germany. Uh, pulling a second-place finish in the event today was Iga Agatha Riau of Indonesia. And then we've got uh, India winning one slot for an eighth-place finish. That's uh, Mangal Singh Champia of India. Uh, Takahara, Takaharu Furukawa of Japan, he's going to be shooting for bronze tomorrow, and he pulled their one-quota spot for, for the country. Yeah, because he all he had to do was finish in the top eight, and Takaharu was able to make it all the way to the bronze medal final, which is going to be shot this weekend. Uh, so we don't know what his final place is, but uh, he's the only guy besides Elias Malave of uh, Venezuela who is still in the competition. The other person besides Elias, Elias Malave of Venezuela who has won a slot for his country is the 2008 Olympic champion. Yeah, Victor Rubin of Ukraine. He uh, came in with a ninth place finish as well, so he, he made it to the round of 16 yep. and, and got that slot for Ukraine. Solid. And so that's, uh, that's the status for the countries that have been vying to make it to the Olympic Games. Again, 
with the men, just as with the women, no France. No France either. Yeah, and they uh, just shocking, really. struggled on the men's and women's compound side as well. You know, it's justifiable to struggle at this event because of a number of factors, but the biggest factor all week, certainly, without a doubt, has been the weather. Yeah, the wind you can't train for. All it can do is beat you down, and you, you hope to bring your best stuff in it, but you, you really, I don't know anyone who sees a 30-mile-an-hour wind and goes, ah, this is perfect time to train. Our finalists for the women's compound category come down to some great shooters. And shooting for the gold medal, it's going to be Crystal Galvin of the United States of America and her opponent, Kim Yun-hee of Korea. Surprisingly, uh, but not surprisingly, for the finals, it's Sarah Lopez who will be facing Maria Vinogradova of the Russian Federation for the bronze medal final. Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, if we were going to predict it at the beginning of the week, we'd for sure be picking Sarah in the gold medal match, but Crystal Govan of the USA shot a smoker against her and came out with a one-point win. Congratulations to your wife, Linda Ochoa, taking 10th place. She's officially ranked ninth in a nine, in a, oh, I'd say about a, what do you call it, about a nine-way tie for ninth place, but uh, that's just the way these, these ranking yeah, sheets you, work out. But she's yeah. actually, if you did this straight, it would be 10th place finish for Linda Ochoa, so that's pretty solid. Yeah. Some of the other shooters in here, uh, Toya, Serna of uh, Slovenia and uh, Natalia Avdieva, Russian Federation. Yeah, Natalia Avdieva, Russian Federation, who was a, a World Cup finalist in a top five World Cup ranking. She finished seventh. Uh, another one, Yasin Boston, who cracked the top eight, a uh, young shooter from Turkey. Yeah. Probably yeah. a matter of time before she's in a, a final. Well, any, any one of these women that we see in that segment right there can certainly make. Choi Bo-min of Korea, for example. Danny Brown of GBR. Uh, Sandrine Vandianant of France. Uh, look at we got Jothi Venom here, all in that category. And uh, after that, <clears throat> unless you count Albina Loganova and Jamie Van Natta, by the way, with a disappointing uh, finish as well. Seventeenth, um, you know, which is tied like twenty ways. But yeah, you know, Jamie had a tough tough tournament because she's completely a back tension shooter, and this weather did not lend itself well to that kind of thing. Jamie's another one of those that had a bye. Came in, got beat her first time in. Yeah, right. she had a, one of the higher scores, but just wasn't good enough to win in the head-to-head -head match. Not in that weather. Okay, some of the other uh, standouts include, um, let's see here, Ivana Budin from Croatia and uh, Yumiko Honda from Japan, Lucy O'Sullivan from GBR. So a lot of top shooters here, and Marcello Tonioli uh, was in a 33rd place, uh, and that's about a, you know, 16-person tie there. Yeah, so looking at the medal matches, George, who do you uh, who do you have for predictions there with starting with the bronze with uh, Sarah Lopez Sarah and Lopez. Maria Vinogradova? Sarah yeah, Lopez. Yeah, Sarah Lopez. Okay, moving on to the gold. Okay, I'm thinking uh, Crystal Galvin has her chance to shine in the sun, but Kim Yoon, he's going to be tough. Yeah, and I think uh, I Crystal's... I predict a shoot-off. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Crystal has had uh, the, the right attitude all week. I think she's just kind of been rolling through this how she needs to very workmanlike and i think crystal's gonna gonna walk away with this one okay we've got the compound men's uh results in front of us right now first let's look at who didn't make the finals yeah starting at the bottom we have uh brayden gallantine yeah US not shooter. at the bottom mind you he's yeah, 17. No, yes. yeah let's uh clarify there yeah brayden out in the round of 32 the 116th round along other. with some other standouts oh, Peter yeah, Elzinga, martin yeah, it was uh, it was tough conditions out there, and a lot of guys went out that round. Yeah, Ruben Blandall, Mike Schlusser, 
Yeah, Mike went out in the round of 16 against uh, Stefan Hansen, who we're going to see in the gold medal match. So I'm going to, you, you're going to have to forgive me for saying this. This is an unlikely group of finalists making it to the gold medal match. Who yeah, are these guys? The top eight is not a lot of uh, what, what I would call the usual suspects. But they're all very talented shooters, so I'm not surprised to see them there. I am surprised to see a lot of people not there. All right, so our bronze medal contenders are Stefan Hansen of Denmark and Adam Ravenscroft of GBR. Actually, we've got this. Uh, they've got it mixed up. Our, our bronze medal is going to be uh, between Adam Ravenscroft and Camilo Cardona. Ah, gotcha. Good call. So, yeah, they have the, uh, the results we've got summary. We've got some results summary bit mixed screwed up, up a little bit. Okay, that leaves it to Rajat Chauhan of India and Stefan Hansen of Denmark for the gold medal final. I'm putting my money on Stefan Hansen. The way he's been shooting, you really Calm can't. crowd. Yeah, and, and with uh, Rajat uh, in his first final and, you know, being from India, he's going to have a lot of attention on him. We, we've seen some of the, the way the Indian media can handle their athletes, and let's let's hope he uh, gives kind, his best right? performance. No, at times they're, they're very harsh. We've seen it with Deepika Kumari and... Some of the, the things in her past when they, they felt she underperformed. But uh, regardless for Rajat, I think he, being in the gold medal final is a huge accomplishment. You may ask yourself, where's Rio Wild in all of this? And um, we're going to dedicate a separate discussion on that subject later. But suffice it to say that Rio, having signed a scorecard with an incorrect total, was essentially cut from the competition because of uh, losing 100 points on his scorecard. Yeah, it was a tragic situation for everybody yeah. involved, particularly Rio. The American team, of course, because of that, was dropped out of the cut. Um, we're not going to ascribe blame here or any of that stuff. It's it's part of the sport, though, to make sure that your score is correct, and we'll just leave it at that for now. We'll have more to say about that uh, maybe next week in a separate discussion. Okay, so that's it for the compound men. Any other thoughts on the conditions that were faced by the compound men this week? Uh, pretty healthy wind out there, George. It was... It was tough for a lot of shooters. I know a lot of... Uh, there was rain and hail falling yeah. at one point. I talked to Sebastian Pinot, who's a top-level compound shooter, and and he actually said he had, uh, in the hail, he had a five and a six on that end, and that ended his tournament. So. Yeah, and that's understandable. I yeah, mean, it's literally two minutes of hail. It's a difficult situation. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up the actual uh, final round brackets for the recurve women so that we can closely look at who got where, how. Um, First of all, Ida Roman had uh, been dropped by Lin Xiaxia of Chinese Taipei, who finds herself in the gold medal final. After having gone through Ida Roman, she then had to defeat uh, Laxmiriani Maji of India, and now she'll find herself up against the great Kibo Bay. Yeah, and it should be champion. noted, uh, you know, these girls, we, we talk a lot about recurve set system and, and how it can oftentimes award... Uh, lesser shooter but these girls are ranked one and two after qualification so they have the highest qualification scores and despite the set system they're still going to be in the gold and silver match, yeah. or the gold medal match and in fact the highest uh, shooter who made it to the quarterfinals was Lakshmi Riani uh, Maji of India who had been 52nd everybody else is 14 or higher yeah and looking at her two rounds here I mean she had a lot of 28s and 29s she had some in really good shooting yeah in the win. despite her ranking I think she more than belonged there the quarterfinalists were Lin Xiaqia of Chinese Taipei, who will be shooting for gold. Ida Roman of Mexico got eliminated. Alejandra Valencia of Mexico was eliminated against uh, Laxmi Riani Maji of India back in the quarterfinals. 
Veronica Marchenko of Ukraine was 14th. She got eliminated by Choi Misun of Korea, number 6. Katuna Narabanitsi of Georgia was 10th, and she got eliminated by Kibo Bay. Then in the semifinals, we had uh, Lin Chiachao of Chinese Taipei defeat Miss Maji of India. And we had Miss Choi of Korea defeat or be defeated by her teammate Kibo Bay in a shootoff. And they both shot nines, but Kibo Bay's was closer to center. So now it's going to be Kibo Bay of Korea versus Lin Xia Cha of Chinese Taipei. But here was the shocker for this uh, event. The women of Chinese Taipei, they didn't make their Olympic qualifying slot as a team, which is a shock. Huge because they're the, some of the best. Yeah, probably a team that could contend for a medal. And to not even uh, qualify a full quota is, as you say, it's a shocker. Yeah. The bronze medal match is going to be Miss Choi of Korea versus Miss Maji of India, and I would have to say Miss Choi has the advantage going into that one. Yeah, the Korean shooters always seem to shoot incredibly strong in, in uh, bronze medal matches especially. But I personally think that the gold medal match is completely unpredictable. We will have uh, a very interesting time seeing what happens. Yeah, that there. should be one of the, the most exciting matches of the whole tournament, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Moving on to the recurve men. All right, we had uh, a bunch of heavy hitters in here. Let's just run through in no particular order. The number one seed was Mauro Nespoli. He came up against number eight, Takaharu Furukawa, who handily defeated him 6-0. Yeah, it was uh, pretty quick. And then the rest of the matches on the field lasted a long time, but Takaharu made quick work of Nespoli. Just just went through him like a like butter. So, you know, that was really tough conditions, but Furukawa held it together. He shot very well, 29-29-29. Yeah. In strong wind. And Nespoli started out weak and didn't get a whole lot better. He started out with a 26, 27, 28. And when you're shooting against a guy shooting 29s on you, dropping two tens and a nine every time, it's not going to cut it. No, not in that kind of uh, not in that kind of weather. Now, Marcus Delmeida of Brazil, the, uh, the young guy from Brazil who's already pretty much assured representing his home country at the games in Rio next year, came up against Rick Vanderven and came up a bit short. Uh, Rick took him out. 7-3, so Marcus didn't just roll over. Uh, it wasn't a, you know, 6-blank like the match we just talked about. It was 7-3, so Marcus put up a fight. Yeah, it's good to see Marcus shooting well after a really, really rough start to his season. And uh, should be noted, Rick, actually, in the, the round before this, had a, a very tough match against his teammate, Chef Vandenberg, and, and came away with a, a win on a one-arrow shoot-off that was decided by maybe a couple millimeters and they, yeah. they were almost identical arrows both just just out to the right and uh then moved through and yeah had a bit of a tough one against marcus but rick's shooting really good right now elias malave of venezuela was ranked 51st and he found himself up against 59th ranked mangalsen champia of india and at the end of that one it was a 6-4 victory for mr malave and then brady ellison had to take on kim Wujin. Yeah, and they uh, they had a close match. Brady had it at four four, and then he dropped to twenty five. Yeah, he he had one bad arrow where he he said he fired it and it hit right behind the pin. Uh, it was a six out to the left, meaning didn't move in the wind as he thought it would. Maybe the wind had just died at that very moment, or or whatever it was. But yeah, it was a tough way for him to go because he was. He was throwing down tens when he needed to, shooting yeah. pretty strong. Thing is, Kim Woojin was not unstoppable in this match. Brady could have could have definitely hung with him, yeah. Because they both started out with twenty eights. Then Brady shot a twenty six when Kim shot a twenty eight. Now it's set play, so now you got two set points in favor of Kim. Next end, 
It's a tie, 24 to 24. Now, 24 is weak, even in the wind. For these guys at this level, 24 is not their best, right? Yeah. Because these other guys who are shooting at the same time are shooting 30s, 28s, 26s. This is at the same time. Yeah. So I think maybe these two both had you know a little nerves. They're, they're two of the better shooters on yeah. the field, obviously. Kim Woo-jin looks over at Brady Ellison and goes, oh, my goodness, I'm shooting against Brady Ellison. And in the quarterfinals, yeah. yeah. They go, wow, this guy's good. Hey, yeah. wow, this guy's good. But in the end, Brady finished with a 25. Kim shot a 27. That was all she wrote. And then Kim went on to defeat Mr. Malave in the semifinals, setting us up for a final round after the Revenge of London 2012. Because back in London 2012, Takaharu Furukawa defeated Rick van der Ven in the semifinal to move on to the gold medal match where he was uh, eventually won the silver medal against Oh Jin Hyuk of Korea, while van der Ven lost to the archer from China, Dai Zhejiang. And yeah. that stings. Fourth place stings. Yeah, and so Rick came back at this event, shot the semifinal match, defeated his friend, my friend, Takaharu Furukawa, and now finds himself in the gold medal final, and he's going to be the crowd favorite because he's the closest thing to somebody from Scandinavia that we're going to find around here. Yeah, Rick reversed the fixture against Takaharu, um, shooting against Kim Woo Jin. I'll, I'll say that Rick yesterday, I watched both these guys real close. Rick was shooting stronger, but I will say that I think Kim Woo Jin wasn't on top of his game. He was on the low end of his range, and... If he has his best stuff tomorrow and Rick has his best stuff tomorrow, it's going to be fireworks. I'm predicting a blowout in favor of Kim Woo-jin. And for the bronze medal, I'm predicting a blowout in favor of Takaharu Furukawa. Agreed there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, bold words, right? But here we go. So, just wrap up. Let's look at what it's been like and where we're headed. What it's been like. It has been winter in Scandinavia. Yeah, absolutely. This is... Uh we haven't been above 70 degrees. Frogs and grasshoppers. That's the only thing we haven't seen fall from the sky. Right. Rain, sleet, hail. I did see a seagull crash. <laughs> there was no snow yet, but it was, uh, and we that's not hail. the worst of it. I think, you know, these shooters would be fine with a little wet weather, but the wind is what really has just uh, made this a, a tough affair. The wind beats you right up, doesn't it? It's cold wind, too. It's not particularly, it's not freezing, okay? It's not going to make your fingers numb. But it saps the strength, and it really causes you to feel sore after you've been in it for a while. It makes you not want to step out from under the tent. Yeah. You know, to go out and have to shoot three arrows. I see a lot of shooters quickening their pace. They're not shooting how they normally would, and that's never a good thing. And it, a a wind like that and a rain like that combined makes for a long day. Yeah, it does. So our sympathies and our uh, certainly our understanding to all the great shooters who may have felt like maybe they fell short here because this was a real challenge of of weather and of nature and uh, perhaps not what everyone was trained for but some people did and they're the ones who've risen to the top yeah it's two editions in a row where it's been really bad Belic, uh, Belic uh, was, was bad Belic yeah. Turkey was really windy it was incredible wind and then here it's just been a little bit of everything um, you know, we talked about looking ahead, 2017 in Mexico City. Uh, conditions there are likely going to be more ideal if you go off of, uh, I mean, you don't step outside the hotel in Mexico and see a windmill. True enough. Now, with that said, it's been a great venue. It's been great people. The volunteers have been fantastic here in Scandinavia, in Denmark. And uh, we are looking forward to the next two days, which will be the finals 
We, Steve and I, have uh, also been live on YouTube. Go to archery.tv for coverage of the previous week's matches. Steve and I and Juan Carlos Holgado and John Knott and many other uh, people from the archery community have been doing live commentary on, on YouTube. We had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, we enjoyed it. A lot of uh, people participating and commenting to us and good banter back and forth. We had our boss listening, and I think we still have our jobs. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he you know... He's a cool guy, but you, you wonder sometimes, are these jokes okay? Well, <laughs> <laughs> but he's okay with it, so we're good. So um, we're going to wrap it up from uh, the Bella Sky Hotel here in lovely Copenhagen. They call it wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. Wonderful Copenhagen, yeah. yes. And sure enough, it is. It is a very nice city. I can I, live uh, here. I really enjoyed getting downtown to uh, get some, uh, some pizza the other night with uh, you and with Doug Denton and the rest of our crew and uh maybe we'll have to do that again this weekend before this is all out so from copenhagen i'm george techmichov with steve the big cat anderson we'll get back to you soon thanks for joining us here on easton podcast ep02